Welcome to Newark Close to Famous, where we have extraordinary conversations with ordinary people. I'm your host, Josh Story, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Brooke Seal. Hey, people. We are uh, reporting live from uh, a place because we realized we forgot to record our intros. (laughs) Our first ever live intro. We're so excited for this week's episode because we are talking to our good friends, Chike and Kate Okaro. I love them. I can't believe we got to sit down with both of them at the same time. Yeah, and it's our first couple. Our first couple interview. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Chike is kind of a super fan. If, oh. if we wanted to toot our own horn. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> and so it was really fun to talk talk to him. But they, they both have, like, really fascinating stories. Uh, Chica's family and Kate and her family. Uh, just a bunch of really fun, fun stuff that we're excited for you to hear. So enjoy our conversation with Kate and Chike. Chike, Kate, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> thank you for, I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast is what I'm going to say. That was a combination of thank you for coming on the podcast and welcome and a, to the podcast. And a little bit of you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chica and Kate, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome you. for thank you. being yeah. had. Yeah. Glad to be here. Love well, it. What an intro. Um, <laughs> how are you? We're doing good. I think this is the best Chike has ever been. I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> really I got a haircut just for this occasion. Let's go. You, so. you look great. I'm allowed to say that. You look very no, dapper. Thank you, thank you yeah. so much. This is my fresh qu- cut. This is my quarterly haircut. I get one every three months. Oh, nice. Who's your barber? I go to the boardroom. Can I tell oh, yeah. you okay. that it is like pulling nails to get him to schedule a haircut appointment? I used Nowhere to be close, the same baby. way. Nowhere close. Oh, heavens. Is that like a man thing? Josh did a sermon illustration about it one time about like impressive memory. I yeah. remember. I, you're my favorite communicator. I've said it before. <laughs> I remember all of Josh's illustrations. I remember most of Josh's yeah. illustrations. <laughs> he did an illustration one time about how when him and Haley first started dating, yeah. even before like engagement and marriage, like she had you wrapped, man. And she was like, you got to cut your hair. Yeah. And so you started scheduling regularly. Yeah. I scheduled could, haircuts. Yeah. There's, um, there's this phrase in our house called PH, which stands for like prehales. And, uh, <laughs> and you can look at certain photos um, and you can look at it and immediately go, oh, that's a PH photo. Oh that's, a, oh, yeah. that's a prehales. That would be easy to do for us. Oh, that's very easy. Yeah. Because it's my clothing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I have some clothing in there too. Like, yeah. she, okay, so let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk, talk yes. to about let this. Let us remember Please. the brown shirt. <laughs> the brown shirt. The brown. Tell me about the brown shirt. shirt. And the brown car. And, well, it was more like an olive green. Okay, okay, okay. And Are you talking about my Kia Soul? I, I love am. that car. The fact that you drove a Kia Soul is just the best. I loved it. I digress. Wait, so the brown shirt. The yeah. brown shirt. There was this really terrible color of like poop brown shirt <laughs> that he wore all of the time. Very and I remember when we started dating, I was like, that is the first thing that's got to go. Yeah. But I had to, you know. You Even will, if I also go. Right. But you have to kind of think about when it's appropriate to make clothing suggestions yes, in a relationship. Sure. You know, like obviously not early dating. Right. Yeah. But like first date, date one. Right. Oh, you wore a poop brown <laughs> shirt. Yeah. And you wore it a lot, y'all. Like, I did. It was very comfy. Yeah. Was it like a button down it was like a button down tea. shirt okay. that i got from target i don't know yeah. i don't, don't know drag target into no this is not target's fault <laughs> Smear good I, don't I don't remember where it was no it's been burned obviously right <laughs> yeah but i'm like when we started like talking about engagement like looking at rings i was like okay <laughs> here we go brown shirt is going down you're yeah. like the ring will come and so the shirt will go <laughs> one of our one of our earlier conflicts when we were dating is that we were going to target 
and just she was just shopping for clothes for me and this is just something that she wanted to do this is the moment where she's like yes i got him we're gonna get <laughs> did, married did you know you had a problem <laughs> did you know you needed to be styled or were you like i'm just living life i'm just living life you know was it offensive no that she wanted to change you well that's part of the story okay is okay I feel like I felt attacked as she was just suggesting <laughs> this close to me. And I could feel myself getting really upset. I was like, I don't know why you're. It was really tactful. It was re- really tactful. But what do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> we should buy it. But I think in my pride, I just felt like I didn't need to be dressed because sure. I could buy my own clothes. But clearly sure. that didn't work out. And so eventually it got to a point where I just gave up because this is the woman I'm going to marry. And yeah. It's a lot easier for me if she just buys my clothes. Mm. Sure. And the clothes that she buys are amazing. Like everything that you see me wear all the time, she bought for me. And you're very, (laughs) Chike and I have had this conversation. We need to go backwards before we go forwards. A couple of things. One, Chike has since day one been our biggest fan at Nowhere Close. Like, and it's not even close. Like leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. He might have been the thing that kept us on the air for a little bit. He just replayed the episode over and over. I I was like, our numbers went up in season one just because Chike was just having it on loop and i was like thank you lord i go to sleep with the podcast (laughs) (laughs) and around the time and maybe a little before nowhere close started you were on staff at the same place i'm still on staff yeah so we became workplace i i affectionately and calling dibs we became workplace besties not just workplace friends 100 percent workplace besties i'd see chike bopping around all the time and i knew kate through like a friend of a friend for the longest time. Right. We've had this conversation. I've had a long distance friend crush on Kate since day one. Okay. Oh since day I'm one. so flattered. 100%. <laughs> and this is all genuine. And I remember there was a distinct, which I didn't know Chike that well before y'all got married. But once y'all were like dating, engaged, and married, I was like, Chike's a dapper dude. I mean, he's just head to toe, just a dapper guy. And one time I like... In an unweird way. Mm. I really nailed it, I promise. Very platonic. I like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I complimented him, and I was like, Chike, love the fit. And he's like, oh, Kate dresses me head to toe. <laughs> I was like, perfect. <laughs> and I was like, is that all, that's right all marriage is. It's just the girl takes over. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, too. I had very similar things. There were two articles of clothing that you can ask Haley about. One is <laughs> I had a pair of shorts that I loved. Were they cargo shorts? Loved. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, thank no. God. She called them skater shorts. <laughs> they were, um, they were like Levi's five elevens, like like jeans, but they were like cut off at the knee. Oh. And uh, okay. I have, so I have very, um, very skinny like bird legs, <laughs> and so uh, it's tough for me to buy shorts because there was a season when like shorts kind of were like a little bit like baggier, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it looked like two toothpicks living within like you know like a potato chip bag or something right <laughs> and and so i was like i just always felt like i just couldn't find shorts that fit me well and so i found these and they were like a lot skinnier i'm like oh yeah these shorts are awesome um because i i felt less less self-conscious about it and she was like yo dude those shorts gotta go like you're not 12 like you aren't 12 at the skate park like this is i was like okay <laughs> the skate park. and then i had a hat uh, there was a Denver Broncos hat that I found at the thrift shop that I loved. It was like an old school Broncos hat. Okay. She was not about it. No. Um, mm. And so, and like there's some photos that very clearly pH photos where yeah. I was wearing all those things. <laughs> at you, once. Yeah. But you can slowly see like a change. Did you fight hard with those two articles of clothing? I did. Because I feel like, <laughs> I, I think we're on the same wavelength where yeah. 
you have a lot like the shorts. Yeah. You love those shorts. Totally. You love the hat. This yeah. is something that you picked out for you. Right. And then you have just somebody <laughs> trying to take that away from you. I feel like it's a piece of your identity, like right. a brown shirt. Yeah. That that was a piece of me. You will get no apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was quicker to adopt regular haircuts than I was to say goodbye to the shorts and the hat. For yeah. sure. Rough. Yeah, Do they not. live like in a drawer somewhere no. or are they totally, they're gone. They were burned. <laughs> okay. I, so it's not like if Hales is out of town, you throw on the shorts and the Broncos cap yeah. and you're like living your best life. Yeah. If they're in the house, they're going to be on your body. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Totally. And so. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same She way. had to cut off the supply. Kate, how would you describe the pre-Kate version of his, of, of, of his style compared to now? Because we've established, dude, it's great style. Thank you. Now. I don't. I don't really remember the tr- the transition for what it's worth. Thank I thought heavens. you were always a dapper looking dude. Thank you, sir. Uh, Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. But how would you describe? He doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you do that. You tell. <laughs> I don't know. It was just pretty baggy pants. Okay. Coupled with pretty baggy shirts. Okay. Of an assortment of unflattering colors. <laughs> <laughs> and let me preface that. With like, a really great heart. Okay. Yeah. For the I mean, he won you over. Oh, 100%. Imagine I, how much more quickly you could have had you I worn know. a slim cut. <laughs> well, here, here's the deal. As this some, whole interview is just going <laughs> to Allow me to bring down the tone here. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I, for a long time, have struggled with my weight. And so I was overweight as a kid and, you know, going into my teenage and even like adult years, I struggled with my weight. And so clothing was a very hard thing for me to, to deal with because there are some clothes that just didn't fit me. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. as a way to kind of hide my, my shape, I would use baggy clothes in that Mm. sense. And even when I started losing more weight, I would just because I don't even know how to shop for myself when you start losing a good amount of weight, you just keep the clothes that you've been wearing also i'm yeah. kind of a cheapskate <laughs> so, <laughs> uh i just would buy some of the same clothes because i don't know if, if you're this way but i don't think a majority of guys really know how to shop for themselves at least in the area of clothes yeah i could be wrong i could be an exception no, i don't know I, how to shop for myself I and i'm a great. lady you look great well that's that's well this is an exception listener i'm very well dressed <laughs> <laughs> i'm we're recording pre pre me going to a wedding so i'm i'm dressed above average above like the normal brooke seal (laughs) look like the normal brooke seal look is like jeans and a tee with a little front tuck action because that styles backhand with a high-waisted jean and a tennis shoe obviously obviously and and i can totally write i low-key i didn't know this term but i think it's correct so correct me if if i'm wrong and y'all know it is but like body dysmorphia where Mm, you're like oh i'm a large and it's like not brooke you're a small yeah <laughs> yeah that was, you yes. know no yeah and that's, that's, that's like me. a thing so yeah. you just buy what feels comfortable to you yeah and my weight fluctuated a ton in grad school because of like stress mm-hmm. and like unhealthy patterns right and i gained a good chunk of weight in grad school so i was bigger than i'd ever been which to be fair was not huge by any means but i was not the size i am now i look back i still have some clothes i bought when i was in grad school and i was like I, who wore this and my friends are like you did i was like who let me buy that and they were like you insisted and you (laughs) shop alone so that's your (laughs) fault and i was like totally so thank you for taking it to that point yeah i can totally relate but yeah pre-k that's how i was but then it took her seeing 
who I am inside, you know, beauty, skin That's deep, cool. and all that. And <laughs> then her sweet. shopping for me to understand that, hey, you can look good with clothes that actually fit you. Also, <laughs> like the normal dude, he's like, I'm going to cut out sodas for a week and drop like a ton of weight. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. It's, it's like that. Uh, I drink a soda and I'm up three pounds. And I I'm walk like, past one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, a, I know. have you watched Parks and Rec before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's when Andy Dwyer or Chris Pratt is like, I just stopped drinking beer. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had to address it in the plot. They did. It was when Chris Pratt was like, got real famous and like, yeah worked really hard for like a big role and then comes back into parks and rec like for the next season and he's like attractive and everyone didn't know what to do with his character that's so funny (laughs) that's such a good reference if you've been keeping up with nowhere close for a while you know we love our spare change but if you're new on the scene welcome to the fam we have to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors Our Spare Change is a jewelry company based out of Southern California. They went on a mission to create handcrafted custom jewelry that helps people share and tell their story. Um, And obviously at Nowhere Close, we love sharing stories. So the partnership with Our Spare Change has made perfect sense. Yeah, I was on their Instagram the other day and they were sharing a few of their stories. And um, it became so evident that what they do provides a level of meaning that most other companies don't get to provide and that these pieces can be worn for years or passed down to your kids and these stories can be shared for generations and we just couldn't be more proud to partner with our spare change so if you go to rsparechange.com and use code nowhere close at checkout you can get 20 percent off your order so again that is rsparechange.com and use promo code nowhere close to get 20% off your order. I want to take it back because I do want to ask about how y'all met. I'm very fascinated by a couple stories and kind of I think like, they're our first couple we've interviewed right, together. Totally. So we have to capitalize on this opportunity. I'm so excited. Um, but taking it back a little bit, where are each of y'all from? Jimmy, okay. I was born um, outside Los Angeles. Oh, no way. I didn't yeah, know that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I was little, we moved to Texas Okay. and then we moved to Florida and then we moved back to Texas. Oh. So essentially I grew up in Texas, okay. but I wasn't, my parents weren't from here. Um, which is why I say I don't have an accent, <laughs> even though I grew up in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. As you say, y'all. Yeah. Praise God. What what led to the bouncing from state to state? It's my dad's job. Okay, you cool. know, classic stuff. But when we, when we lived in Florida, we did live thirty minutes from Disney World. Oh, nice. So there are worse places. There to There are live. worse places yeah. to live for sure. And yeah. um, we lived in Waco back before you know Magnolia. Right. Um. And then I mostly grew up in Rockwall, which back then mm-hmm. was basically like all farmland yeah, totally. and an Applebee's. <laughs> um, Specifically the Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's. Like, that's all it was. Um, so, yeah. So, that's where I grew up. I went to Rockwall Heath High School. Nice. Okay. Go Hawks. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> was really, really into it. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And then I went to TCU. How would you describe high school, Kate? Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Oh. I've been waiting know, for this since this got scheduled. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I. So, I was a nerd, which I don't think anybody would be surprised by. Yeah. Um, I had lots of different kinds of friends. I had like, you know, little pot. I, I mean, I mostly hung out with other nerds, but yeah. um, I had like some, a few friends in like the popular 
girls and a few friends in French club and art. And, yeah. you know, I was tall, so everybody assumed I played sports. So they hung out with me. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. Um, like, like girl still looks someone's like she plays volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had lots of different, like, pockets of yeah. friends. Um, I was into art, so yeah. I hung out with a lot of art dorks. So, so when you say you were a nerd, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? Just like... I went to bed at 9.30. Oh, okay. I, yeah. You know, I studied. Is that a, is that if that's all it thing? took. I, I, I was own, also a nerd. I wrote, that's so. what it takes. I flashcards. You know, I made a lot of flashcards. I didn't go to parties. One time my mom was like, do you want to go to a party? Oh, and I same. was like, are you high? <laughs> Absolutely not. I was like, what? I was like low-key offended. She's yeah. like, my mom literally was like, I was my junior or senior high school. We're like sitting in the living room on a Friday night, like watching a movie. And she looks over at me and she goes, you're here a lot. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. No, that was, was my like, mom. She happening? wanted me to go. She's like, do you want to like do something bad? I'm like, I'm no. good. Like, I don't. You're so good. They're encouraging you. I know. To do bad like, things. I remember I have this vivid memory of when I was in elementary school, the first time I got in trouble and changed my color, my mom took me out for ice cream to oh, like celebrate. Be like, oh, you're really? a kid. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's so funny. I was just, doing my thing yeah we would have gotten a lot of yeah yeah. i always think it's really interesting to so like why we love asking that question because i always like to hear how people thought of themselves yeah back in the day versus like who we know them to be now right like so like i would have like i would never describe you as like okay she's so nerdy like because like you're cool and artistic but also like you save lives like you work in hospital like there's all these things and so it's always really interesting to hear that um there's a lot of things that brought me there yeah and let me just tell you you know i had to wear a headgear to school oh okay um no. oh yeah i had really thick bangs okay um, <laughs> for how long how long did the bangs but exist wait, my mom was really convinced that they made me look so good <laughs> and i believed her and I even once she, my mom, like in college, she was like, you need to bring the bangs back. And I'm like, I do, don't I? <laughs> and did you? Yes. <laughs> Never again. Okay. Never again. You were um, here. Those pictures yeah. exist. Uh, yeah. And like my hair is naturally really curly. It's kind of like naturally like bra- like Disney's Brave. Okay. Like that's oh, okay. how my hair is naturally. Yeah. And yeah. I just went with it. So there was a lot. I would say it's more like Miss Frizzle from yeah. Magic School Bus. There was a yeah. lot of <laughs> there was a lot of things going against me. Like nobody was my friend because I was cute. Okay. Oh, like I had to be nice and like a little funny for people to want to help me. You're so cute. Thanks. No one was you my have friend because I, I was cute. <laughs> I had to be nice. That's amazing. So yeah. That's amazing. So how did the the lover art morph into like a love for like nursing and like science and medicine and stuff like that because those seem like two polar opposites yeah they are um i wanted to go to college and major in art and then my mom said no so um (laughs) then i majored in nursing instead okay and mom's like you're gonna be a doctor and you're gonna have bangs (laughs) no um honestly and i still love doing art but i was and i was like decent at art but i wasn't amazing you know there's like those couple people that you know that are like they're gonna make it yeah and i was like second third tier like you're de- you're good you know yeah. like we don't not enjoy looking at what you do <laughs> um but i and i was pretty self-aware I'm yeah. like yeah like i'm not van gogh by any means um so you know i want i liked i always my mom's a nurse so okay. i kind of grew up um seeing her do what she did and i always like taking care of people and um 
I was good at science and whenever they told me I could work three days a week as a nurse, I was like, that sounds good. <laughs> You're like, perfect. Perfect. Um, so yeah. Four, four days to do art. Four, <laughs> no, and that's what I did yeah. for a long time, yes. honestly. Um, <laughs> four days. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah, I mean, it was kind of natural. Um, I think, you know, some natural giftings, but also what I was familiar with. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I still like it. Yeah, it's good. What was your medium? Because I've seen all of your, like, it's not calligraphy, but, like, how would you describe what you do with, like, making signs and Um, stuff like that? Yeah, I made them for your wedding. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That used to be, like, a side hustle. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Feel free Um, to bring it back. Mission Paper Company, shout (laughs) out. Oh, my gosh. I low-key was going to name drop, but I was like, is it Uh, weird that I know that? I really don't anymore. Pre-friendship. Kids, man. They just are little time suckers. I love them so much, but woof. (laughs) Um, Just, what is it called? I'm trying to think. I mean, it is kind of like a a different styled calligraphy kind of thing. And I did calligraphy. Like, I would address, like, wedding invitations and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my me. Okay, I'm like, what was the question? Um, my media. I I did a little bit of everything, but mostly like watercolor okay, and cool. um, like different painting and some just some uh, like graphite drawing stuff. Oh heck yeah! So yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. It is so cool to watch her work. Yeah, that's like, cool. Pre kids to just see her do her art. It was incredible, just to see her in her element. Yeah, I was like, that inspires me. Yeah. As, that's as, cool. As an artist myself. Yeah. To, to do what I do. Yeah, y'all are so. both artsy. Totally. Yeah, there's in, there's in a different lot ways. Of, yeah, totally. Like mm-hmm. a ton of artistic talent here between the two of you. We have really high expectations um, for our children. We yeah, do. no, I can imagine. <laughs> I can't wait. So jumping over here, where did you grow up, GK? I grew up in the great state of Texas. Nice. Yes. So if you're listening to this and you don't know me, my name is Chike. That is not an American name. My, <laughs> uh, my name is Nigerian. Uh, it's actually the full version of my name is Chiwenwike, but legally my name is Chike. Oh, no way. Uh, if you didn't know that. I don't, no, I don't I think didn't. I've ever this told you. No. I don't think I knew that. I think I told you before. What? Whoop. Wait, say it again? Chiwenwike. What does that, that mean? It means God's power. Oh, no way. Yeah. It, sure. That's no. cool. <laughs> yeah. So my dad, my dad's from Nigeria. Okay. And he met my mom here in the States. And so I was born in Dallas and we lived in Plano. That's where I was raised. Okay. The great city of Plano. Heck yeah. Plano we senior high class of 06. Go Panthers. Let's Eastside. go baby. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Wait, we just had someone on. Uh, Audrey was from oh. Plano. Yes. But she went to Plano West. Boo. <laughs> I don't remember. Honestly. Because, we'll have her back. Because there's Plano West, Plano East and Plano Senior. Right? Yes. Yeah. Those are the three major high schools. And they're all massive. They're senior highs. So okay. they're all Plano, bigger than where I'm from. Yeah. So <laughs> oh in God. Plano, you have you have your elementary schools. You have your K through five. You got your middle schools, six through eight. You got your high schools, which are nine and ten. And you have senior highs, which are 11 and 12. Oh, no way. So it's such kids. a massive city. And I'm yeah. sure it's exploded since like, I graduated in 2006. And yeah. I can't imagine how big it is now. Just to give you context, I had a graduating class of 1250. Oh, my gosh. So, And I remember I tell that to people when I went to college. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I only had a graduating <laughs> class of like 200. Yeah. Like, 20. Yeah. Really? 20? 20. Yeah, that's one of my fun facts. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, just a massive city because it's a lot of families that come oh, over yeah. and they have a bunch of kids. And so they yeah. just a really big city that's had a lot of growth. But Dang, man. yeah, that's where I grew up. How would you describe high school, Chike? Just a weirdo, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 
I would call myself like a nerd jock. Okay. If that's weird, because I did two things in high school. I played football. Okay. I was an yes. offensive line, played left guard. Don't no know way. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. I started until about my senior high school because there was a guy way bigger than I was. So I just did JV. Yeah. Um, and then I did orchestra. Oh, so okay. in the sixth grade is when I started playing bass. And that's my main instrument. Yeah. Um, and so how I got started playing bass is you have the middle school come to your elementary school. And then they would show you all the things that you can do. And they would show you this is band, this is choir, this is orchestra. And they got to the orchestra part. And I remember that there was a lady who played the Pink Panther theme song on the upright bass. No I was way. like, that's so, for me. That's it. So. I'm in there. And I was kind of a big kid, too. And I thought that the violin and cello and viola were like, it's kind of lame. But yeah. if, I, if, I, if I were to choose another instrument, it would be cello. Because cello yeah. is a beautiful instrument. And so I started playing bass in the orchestra and did that at the same time no as way. I did football. So kind of a nerd jock. Dude, that's so funny. Because like anyone who's ever heard you play bass knows that you're like phenomenal. Because you went on and got a master's in bass, right? I did, yeah. So I went to Baylor University to get my uh, bachelor's in music, bachelor's okay. in music performance. And then I went to TCU to get my master's in performance. That's crazy. And to think that that all started because one lady played the Pink Panther theme <laughs> song. Yeah. Shout out to her. I know. Miss Alexander. So do <laughs> I I do remember that day in school because we had a similar thing and uh, I remember they they lay out all of the instruments and it's like you yeah can, you can choose and and I feel like if you are musical it's like being in a candy store it's yeah. like all like I can try all of these instruments and right. see what I like and I was obsessed with the saxophone oh because uh, I thought that. <laughs> So <laughs> I thought Kenny G was super cool. <laughs> no, oh real talk, I used to listen to smooth jazz. Oh, yeah, like Kenny G was my alarm clock. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> listen, it was 107.5, The Oasis. That oh, was the yeah, smooth. dude. Do you remember dude, that? Yeah, I used to <laughs> listen to it all the time. Yeah, man. Yeah. The boys are having the a moment. Man. Yes, like, dude, that was my alarm clock. So one of my dad's clients was a dude named Tom Braxton, and he was a, a saxophone player here in town. And I just always thought like the sax was just so cool. And, uh, and so I remember I was like, I was like doing it in like the little try it out thing. And I was like, okay, I want to be a saxophone player. But, um, I had really long arms. I was like really tall, tall kid. And so they tried to convince me to play trombone. Oh. Like, oh, like you should play trombone because you have, you have long arms. Like you would be, you would be really, really good at the trombone. And my dad, God bless his soul. Uh, he played trombone in the marching band in high school, but he played like like drums and like kind of rock bands and stuff like that. Yeah. And he always wanted to be a percussionist in the band, but he also had long arms, and they were like, "You should play trombone." And he just he just did it. Went for it. And so and so he was like, "I always regret the fact that I was marching around the field with a trombone in my hand." <laughs> and so he's like, "My son, if you do not want to play trombone, you will not play tr trombone." We like saxophone all the way until <laughs> I played for a couple of years. But I just remembered that, that one day being like, this is so cool. Yeah. Cause you get to just kind of pick stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. And the reason why I chose a string instrument is I had asthma, like really bad asthma oh, no growing way. up. And the thought of playing a wind or brass instrument <laughs> was awful to me. Like I was that kid that if you came over to my house for a sleepover, yeah. I had to do my asthma treatment. And we're no talking way. like it's basically <laughs> a generator of a breathing <laughs> treatment. I got my got the mask on, the smoke's coming out, kind of look like Darth Vader almost. And it's just 
just a big. And if y'all had met in that season, she could have come over with her headgear on. (laughs) (laughs) Love at first sight. You know what? That would have been us. It would have been. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think about that. That's so funny. Okay, so so how do y'all meet? We met at church. We did. We met at Christ Chapel. We Which were... is most people's goal. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. We did it. Like any good Christian, we met yeah. at church. <laughs> <laughs> but how we got together was a little different. Than do you, you, I do you want to tell the yeah, story? I do. Please. Yeah, yeah. I love it when you tell this one. It's, yeah, it's good. Um, so we were friends for like five years. Okay. Yeah. Friends for a long time. Total friend zone. Hard friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were, you know, we hung out in groups, but not normally like one on one. Yeah. Um, classic church classic. boundary. I know. <laughs> um, but I, we both did not ever even think about dating. Sure. Um, and then one of my, not like close friends, but one of, one, like a friend was like, what do you think about Chike? And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's the best guy ever. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I was like, he's so kind. He's literally the best person, that, best guy I've ever met. I'm like, let me set you guys up. And I did. And then I was like, shoot, was like, <laughs> he is the best guy I've ever met. I was like, what did I do? I was like, that's so stupid. So I, so I set them up on a date and they dated, I don't know, like a month. It's like three weeks. Yeah. Um, and you're praying the whole time. Let it go poorly. Yeah. Go I did not do anything. I let it fizzle. Um, <laughs> let him wear the brown shirt. Let him wear the brown shirt. <laughs> Maybe that is what it. Maybe that's what did it. Trying to think if I did. I don't know. I may have. It sounds like it was a favorite. God is sovereign, right? right. <laughs> but I remember telling my roommate at the time, I was like, I think I made a mistake. Like, I think I might like GK, and it took me setting him up with somebody to realize it. Um, but I was like, you cannot tell him. Like, do not say a word. Um, and you know, she did. So she. Oh, yeah. So. so yeah. Yeah. She told I'll, you. I'll, she spilled the beans. Well, I'll pick. I'll pick it yeah, up from here. So after the girl that she set me up with, it kind of fizzled. About a month or two later, she invited us, like both of us separately, to her birthday party at Joe T's. The girl that you had gone on dates with, yeah. right? Gotcha. So gotcha, I'm like, gotcha. I mean, it wasn't like. I mean, we dated for three weeks, so it wasn't sure. like a bit. I right. wasn't a bit like a big emotional investment right. in this relationship. Right. Totally. And so we hang out at Joe T's, and then later on, her roommate invites me to go to melt with them. Classic. Uh, with Kate and her, and then I think her other roommate showed up later. And then because me and her roommate both worked at the same place at the time, she comes up to me, I think, a few days later. She's like, hey, how do you feel about Kate? And I'm like, I think she's cool. And so this is obviously a leading question. Right. It's and like, I'm at a it po- always is. And I'm at a point in my life, dating-wise, I'm like, okay, this is obviously she wants to set me up. She wants to set, set us up. I'm like, so what does that mean? Because this girl just set me up with someone else. So obviously she has no interest in me if she's right. setting me up with someone I else. I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that. But it was weird because I had uh, hung out with them a few weeks prior and met our now dog, George, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the first time. Puppy. And we have, we were talking. Sweet George. Sweet George. What an old soul, but sweet as sweet love him. boy. And we were just casually talking about dating and for some reason something and there was like an inception moment where a seed planted yeah like why have i never asked out kate why was that never a thing for me and so i just kind of let that slip because she's helping out with someone else so yeah i don't think she had any interest in me until her roommate told me about that and so i'm like hmm i should just give this a shot so 
I sent her a text. A text message. <laughs> sent her a text message. Kay. Which, guys, never text a girl <laughs> to go out on a date. I love you so much. Call her or <laughs> at least walk up to her in person. He was like, hey, you want to grab lunch after church? Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, okay. We're doing God's work on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah, I text her and we go to Tokyo Joe's. Ooh. Oh, nice. It, Not bad. Yeah. It's just Chipotle for Asian food, I guess. <laughs> And we hang out, and at the end of the date, he's like, I think we should date. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's what oh. we're doing. <laughs> um, and then six months later, we were engaged. No, no way. way. And six months later, we were married. And then four months later, we were pregnant. Yeah. Wow. So I fell, even before that, when we were dating, I fell pretty hard. Yeah. I'm, so, a, deli- I'm a delight. <laughs> <She is alive. laughs> I, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> so to get really sentimental oh, gosh. here. Yes. I get uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable. <laughs> this is October 5th, 2017, because I know the exact date. We go on a date to the state fair. <gasps> okay. Classic. That's a good date. Yeah. That, that's a great DFW date, like mm. when it's like state that's fair. It's a great date. And we had talked about, because you know, you want to get the latest fried food that's at the state fair. Sure. This Obviously. year, I think that year was fried Fruit Loops. Oh, and so, oh God. <laughs> which spoilers, they're not good. There's no <laughs> way. Hot take fried Oreos aren't good. No, they're oh, not. But I don't want to distract. Yeah. I don't want to distract. I, I'm going to K it. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty I'm, good. I'm going to be on the fried Oreo train all day. Oh. But anyway. Anyways, yeah. back so, to the center. Yeah. <laughs> so for the majority of the time, we're searching for fried Fruit Loops. And then. Even at the time, like doing these very, very expensive carnival games, like I'm trying to win her a stuffed animal. You're two hundred dollars in the hole. Honestly, honestly, it is a man. State fair is a racket, bro. Dude, it is. Yeah. Uh, Again, we are doing God's work on this episode. <laughs> so we're there, and then we finally get to the place where the fried Fruit Loops are, and we're sitting down, and we're just chatting it up, and we're about we're about two months in to to dating sure. at this point. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> so about two months in, and at this point, she's in grad school, and so she's got a really busy schedule between doing grad school to become an amazing and incredible nurse practitioner, which she is right now. Stop. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> if he doesn't take us there, we'll get there. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, she's busy with that full-time job, and she's dating me. She also recently had eye surgery, too, but that's a story for another yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, but... We're just sitting, we're talking about it, and I was like, so you're really busy with this, and I'm excited that we're dating. Like, why is this some, why do you think that this relationship is worth your time? I don't remember how I phrase it, but yeah, uh, the way that, the, what she told me is that you make time for things that are important, and that that That's hit kind. me hit me right in my chest. He's like, we're so, gonna get married. <laughs> Honestly, so you're that. like, so I'm important. Yeah, <laughs> and so sweet. I'm, Again, I'm in a season of my life where I'm like, I'm either going to get married or I'm just going to stay single forever and just be content in that. Those are the yeah. two options. And that was, <laughs> those are the two options. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think that was a really defining moment for me in our relationship to where, okay, this is, I think this is it. And so that's cool. we <clears throat> drive back and then I remember very vividly, I'm going to a Walgreens after I drop her off at home. I'm going, I'm, I'm picking up medicine or something. I'm in the parking lot of a Walgreens. And I'm in my car and I just think I'm going to marry this girl. And so I pray like, Lord, give me clarity on Mm -hmm. this to whether or not this is it for me. And I even tell my roommate, I was like, I think I'm going to marry Kate. I think this is it. And so lo and behold, God provides. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Look at that. There we are. That's awesome. And you knew that over just a 
the tray of fried Fruit Loops. Just a whole, they were a not whole good. tray. <laughs> <laughs> they were not good. They, they were, were not, not good. good. And yeah. he, we hunted for those. We did. Yeah, we spent probably find. a good hour yeah. looking for just these. looking for. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, that that is the one thing about the state fair is like there's no like massive sign that's like here's where no. all the good stuff is. It's like you'd have to no, they make go. You, they make you earn. I it. even asked employees that worked there, I'm like, oh, hey, how do I get know. to the fried food? No, they but know. they're like, it's over there or it's over there, and they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know. <laughs> so, they were lying to you. Yeah, they didn't. Know. Like high school was working less than minimum wage jobs. Probably. Yeah, yeah. They didn't care. Yeah, they don't care. Um, something that I want to ask y'all about. Y'all both just launched podcasts. Yes. <laughs> We sure did. Can we you tell sure us about did. the podcast? You go go for it. Oh man. <laughs> so we actually between the two of us, we have three podcasts. So I, I do a podcast called Quick Switch, which is a more video game focused podcast okay. if you're into that. It's more about just uh, news releases and sales from Nintendo. If cool. you know if that's something you're into, it comes out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then uh, I do another podcast with my buddy James Hahn called Walk and Chew Gum, which is where we analyze <laughs> the worldviews of some of the biggest things in pop culture. Oh, no way. And sort of background on that is uh, he and I both did the Colson Fellows program. Oh, yeah. Which, if you are unfamiliar mm-hmm. with Colson Fellows, is basically world like a very intensive program where you learn about worldview and the Christian worldview and then other worldviews. And part of the end of that training is that you are building what is a three-year ministry oh, wow. and James and I even before that had talked about hey maybe we should do a podcast about something with but we didn't know what it was yeah uh, but we through various conversations and through our interests just felt like pop culture was a thing that we wanted to talk about because everyone talks about movies everyone talks about mm-hmm. uh, TV and whatever is the latest big thing I mean even celebrity gossip yeah. and I think as Christians we should step more into that and talk more about things in pop culture because uh, the quote that I say all the time is that politics is downstream from culture Mm. Mm. and to change the government you change the culture and there are a lot of things in our world that are opposite to what our worldview is and we need to be able to step into that and uh, just talk about it and analyze it and the reason why it's called walk and chew gum and James is actually the one who came up with this is that uh, Christians should be able to walk and chew gum which is essentially celebrating what is good in our culture and also at the same time uh, tearing down what is evil in it. Yeah. So celebrating and also, you know, talking about what is bad within the areas of pop culture. And so we use that as a framework uh, for our podcast and we used four questions to kind of analyze our worldview. So there's four questions usually when we go into this. So the first question is, what is, what is the good that we can celebrate? Mm in something that's pop culture. So even if something that doesn't agree with us, there is still something that is good to be found within a piece of media. So there is a lot of TV shows. Uh, We were talking about the Emmys recently, and Ted Lasso is a great, great show. Yeah. Yeah, I think you two recommended Ted Lasso on the show all the time. That checks out. Yeah, we always talk about it. No shame in my game. Yeah, so fantastic show. Severance is a good show. And there are tons of shows that don't necessarily agree with what I agree with, but Mm -hmm. are good pieces of media. And so we Mm -hmm. celebrate those. And the second question we do is that we, uh, oh man, what is the second? (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. The second one's the best one. (laughs) No, the second one is uh, what can we contribute and what is missing? Mm. And that is more for the Christians. And I think Josh, you've talked about this a little bit where, 
Christians, when you hear anything, the word like Christian music or Christian TV, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. it usually has a bad connotation. Yeah, to totally. It. it just, it's just not good. It's not very good. <laughs> yeah. I think the areas of music were getting better. Yeah. Uh, but in TV and in movies, I mean, it's Renoir to be found. And there are a very amount of reasons of that. But what's missing and what can we contribute is part of that question. And the yeah. third one is what is the evil that we can confront? So, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes evil, it's a very strong word, evil, right. but something that doesn't agree with us, something that we don't agree with in our worldview that can, that is considered evil that we mm. call out and confront. And then the fourth question is what is the brokenness that can be restored? Mm. And a big component of that is the breakdown of the nuclear, nuclear, nuclear family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to say that right. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, those are our four questions and that is the lens that we operate on that. And so that's walk and chew gum. And that comes out every other week. That's Dude, fascinating. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. I think that's so cool because I think you're right. Like, I feel like historically, uh, there's been this trend where either Christians take one of two approaches, which is we need to like isolate ourselves from the culture, or we need to like be the culture and be so relevant that we're almost non-distinguishable from like everyone else. And I feel like y'all have, like figured out how to walk that line well. Like, no, like there's a bunch of really amazing things. Like, there's great art and great music and great shows and great movies and like great literature there's all these things that can be celebrated but also how do we have a you know draw some lines in the sand of man this is this is beautiful and this kind of is not and this isn't as great for the culture as we might think it is and mm-hmm. so getting to like be in that conversation as opposed to like oh we're cutting everything off like I remember growing up i'd hop in you know the car with uh my friend's parents and some of them was like all they listened to was just like klty i right? just like the christian <laughs> music station yeah and it was like n- like no like quote-unquote secular music and you know and i'm thinking like there's some really good songs out like, there it is like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like could like could we at least put on the oasis you know like <laughs> they don't have words <laughs> i'll take kiss from a rose from seal <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah, you're totally right. And that is one of my biggest pet peeves with the church at large. And not every church does this, but I'm talking about Big C Church. Is mm-hmm. that for a good amount of time, probably up until about the 60s, the church had a very large influence in art and in music and in literature. And then around around that time, we just kind of pulled out and, like you said, decided to isolate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we isolate, something else comes in and takes yeah. its place. And mm-hmm. we see that being played out across all mediums. Totally. And it does affect our daily lives. It does affect mm-hmm. the way the way legislation is done. And the church is trying to step back into that. And I found that in, I'm just being super hypercritical that we're not doing that as well as I think we should. Yeah. Sure. Because we are trying to meld the two trying to remain relevant. We're trying to meld our worldview with a worldview that is completely opposite. And that just doesn't help. It's like two repulsing forces. Yeah. You just can't meld the two. And yeah. so there should be a way to navigate. So two books I want to recommend that kind of help build our podcast is a practical guide to culture by Brett Kunkel and John Stone Street. Mm-hmm. Fantastic book. Definitely worth your time. There's another book called art in the Bible by Francis Schaeffer. Uh, that's so a shorter cool. read yeah and it talks about how we should view art in the biblical sense mm. so that's neat. definitely worth your time that's awesome consider me intrigued 
Yeah. He's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> He's the coolest. He's the coolest. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And you also have a podcast. Yeah. It's not nearly as holy no, no. No, as no. his. <laughs> but <Just> more popular. <laughs> <laughs> and not nearly as researched and thought out, I got to say. Um, well, maybe not technically, tech, right? But it's connected to what you do what for a living. living which you so, so I mean, in another sense, it's way more research totally. and thought out. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> no, for real, it is. Um, no, so um, my podcast is uh, me with my friend uh, Sophie is a um, nutritionist, and I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, and we talk about health and nutrition um, and mom stuff. And we call it Baby Mama Podcast. It's amazing. That's so fun. It's really fun. We really just sit and chat. We, we realized that when we talk on the phone, number one, we bounce a lot of like health, nutrition mm-hmm. questions, ideas off each other. But number two, we talk for like an hour and a half. They really do. It's kind <laughs> of so, annoying. If Sophie's calling, I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. I'm going to take the kids out to dinner. Yeah. Honestly. Put them to bed. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. We have a lot to say. Um, That's awesome. But we wanted to provide good, relevant info that we were seeing a lot with our patients. Mm-hmm in a not boring way yeah essentially like something that's fun to listen to but also informative um yeah it's been i mean listen we're like a grand total of two episodes in so we'll see how it goes but it is really fun it's really fun to like we plan on bringing on guests that are specialists in their field and that's awesome um, yeah it's been it's been a fun ride and i you know gk sets everything up for us and edits it and does all the things because the past I, I can press the space bar to start and stop it and that is about <laughs> that's, all that's I got what i do me. here sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah um not my not my area of expertise by yeah. any means but it is fun so we're having a good time that's awesome there's, there's a ton of like mom bloggers and right. instagram influencers and stuff like that um i've always been curious because i feel like there's like there's like the side of like the mom blog influencer world that's like Here's the best stroller, and here's. And you let know. me tell you, I am really easily influenced. <laughs> she is. Oh my god. Yeah. Like if one of those b- bloggers tells me I need this stroller, I'm like, I, you're right. Yeah, Chicky's I like, do. we don't even have a baby anymore. <laughs> I'm like, we need it. She once bought one of those weird bug. Uh, Instagram told me to. Yeah, it's, it's like a <laughs> like a bug bite remover. Oh. Sure, not remover. It just like I don't sucks remember what it was. Uh, anyways, <laughs> here's the real question: Did it work? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> That's the problem. You just let Instagram tell you what you need. Yeah, let yeah. the algorithm find yeah, it. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. They do. They know me that so well. Dangerous. It, it is. is. So to that point. Do you feel like there's uh there's a whole side of that that's missing that's like yeah strollers and you know bug things are great but also like there's these really practical medical and nutritional questions that moms have that they just don't have like a resource for? Right. I think so. Yeah. I've done a little I mean a little bit of digging and either the podcast no offense <laughs> but are really boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um or it's not really about like medical nutrition mm. stuff is more mm. about stuff stuff mm. yeah. which is good too sure. um but you know i pride myself in being pretty transparent which yeah. is good and bad yeah um but you know we talk about like the real things to expect like 
post-labor yeah. and mm. breastfeeding, mm-hmm. but also helpful things like what to and not to feed your toddler and yeah. what's normal and what is weird but normal. And um, But we just have a good time. That's awesome. Talk about our own experiences. That's cool. Yeah, it's really fun. And, you know, we encounter in both of our jobs a lot of the same questions yeah. over and over and over. Um, so we're like, okay, how can we make this accessible, but something people yeah. want to listen to? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Because y'all both have the credentials that make y'all like right. a trusted, valid source. It's not like you're just an Instagram mom that's bored and like read an article on Wikipedia. It's like, I mean, no. sometimes we do you have, too. You have multiple <laughs> degrees. Right. But a podcast makes information way more accessible and someone who might be too nervous or embarrassed or, or whatever right. will listen to a podcast as opposed to like, reaching out to a medical professional or, or whatever it is. And so, or maybe it'll stop them from reaching out to a medical <laughs> professional. Well, I'm an optimist, so we're going to yeah, put the positive spin yeah. on No, I mean like in yeah. a way that they don't have to. Yeah, Because yeah, they totally. know what is normal. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like when you need to consult a medical professional versus, sure. you know. Yeah, that's a great point. Baby poop, we don't want to see all the pictures of your baby's poop. Yeah, <laughs> sure. If I could tell, if I had a dollar for every picture of baby poop that I got on my phone, Yes. I would be a rich, rich lady. <laughs> you pay for a house. Yeah, honestly. I get so many pictures of it. Honestly, poop. maybe you start doing that. It's like, that's going to charge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to charge a photo. Yeah. What, <laughs> so, so what is the most common thing that like young moms ask? Is it, is it, it is, poop? People, is, it, you know, is my kid's poop normal? Yeah, honestly. And I get it Is as my mom, poop normal? <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't send me a picture of that. So you might notice this photo is a little bit bigger than the last one. Yeah, I yeah. It's not in a diaper <laughs> per se. Yeah. Oh uh, it's just, oh, and it's like whenever you like hear your phone ding and you just pick it up and you and, you're pull, like, and it's no. like a giant picture of poop, <laughs> of feces. Honestly, it happens so much. You're and like I'm at always a dinner surprised. Party. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, nothing yes. can prepare right <laughs> nothing can prepare you for that you've got like your screen like you know how you can see like um like a preview of your text right. you've, got that, oh. you've got that feature turned off all the time well and like no one's sending you photos of like normal poop no 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 <laughs> right because right. if they were they wouldn't they it's wouldn't the concerning gross. poop yeah. right yeah. 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 yeah 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 no mm. one's sending you oh i had a healthy poop. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. that's usually not the case. It's some especially gross picture oh, of poop. God, that's awful. Yeah, I would say usually daily. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad I, you never showed me that. You know, it's <laughs> one of the reasons why I've never gotten into the medical field. That's yeah, part sure. of the reason why. That's what kept me from medical school. Well, I didn't realize that that would be <laughs> sure. as common as it is. But you know. Listen, I'll do it. I'll look at your baby's poop. It's That's fine. really. I'll tell you that you don't need. If to worry I about ever it. have a baby, don't send, you worry. Send me those pictures, girl. <laughs> yeah. I will, you can do my I'll... wedding invitations, and then you can look at my baby's poop <laughs> in that order. Yeah, really? in that order. You have the power to just create like a whole pipeline, you know, like from like engagement all the way to you know having kids. You know, but do I yeah. want it? There's a Kate Okaro solution. Oh, it's yours no. to have every step of the way. Wow. That's your next. That's there your next is. podcast Whoa. is Kate Okaro solutions. I don't know if I want that life. That's a lot <laughs> of responsibility. I pray I, about it. I want okay. that for you. Well, GK, go to that Walgreens and pray for clarity. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I know the one. I know oh, where it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but I to hype up their podcast do more it. is that they they do a lot of research. 
for it. I'm that's cool because of where we're recording. I I'm the executive producer, of <laughs> the Baby Mom Podcast. I see like they print out a bunch of stuff. They have a bunch of notes printed out, and like they're going through and they're curating a bunch of stuff from their own professional lives and just stuff that they've that's seen cool. around time. And so I I'm impressed by these ladies. That's, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Buying your first home is so exciting, but let's be honest, it's also overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, first you have to figure out where you want to live. Then you have to figure out if you'll be approved for a loan. Then you've got to think about inspections, closing costs, insurance, and property taxes, all on top of making the offer and hoping they accept it. It's a lot. But lucky for you, our friends at League Real Estate are here to make buying your first home an incredible experience. In fact, LeagueRE.com slash close is your one-stop shop for anything related to buying your first home. We're talking advice on mortgage lending, how to calculate your monthly payment, access to incredible agents, and so much more. So if you feel overwhelmed by everything that goes into buying a home, rest easy knowing the incredible people at League are here to help guide you through it every step of the way. They're here for you and ready to serve. So again, that's leaguere.com slash nowhere close for the absolute best home buying experience. Can we ask you some fun random questions? I'm so excited for this. Oh my gosh. (laughs) GK's been waiting on this. He's been so excited. I've workshopped this every time (laughs) (laughs) this comes up. Okay, so should we ask... I'll ask the first one and they'll both answer it. And yeah. That's the order we'll go. Perfect. Okay, great. Okay. What are y'all's oddly specific love languages? Okay, wait, I have a question. Yes. Can we do each other's? Oh, a twist. I love it. So yes. you're going to say Chike's and Chike's going to mm-hmm. say yours. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Let's let's do it. Okay. I feel like Chike feels especially loved in two different ways. One is when I let him eat my leftovers. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's sweet. Like, I cannot tell you how excited Like, at the end is. of the meal, like, or you're like, that, oh, I'm full. No. Or, like, like, next day. Next day. Okay. Like, if I bring my leftovers home. Okay. And then if I'm like, you can have it. He, like. I light up. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's marriage. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. The happiest I've ever seen him. Yeah. Like, I could cook, like, spend hours cooking food in the kitchen. Yeah. And he will not be nearly as happy as if I just give him my leftovers. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> like, I was going to push back, but I decided it's not like, to. Yeah, that's fair. That's amazing. Um, the other one is when I go to the grocery store and I bring him home a surprise. Ooh, yeah. 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 So this started off with, it used to be just Trader Joe's. Right. To where sure. I think I did this when I tried to grocery shop, but we realized that that's just not good for that's our marriage. That's Kate's role. <laughs> yeah. Like she's very good at grocery shopping. I let her handle all that and it's been phenomenal. But... <laughs> Every time she would be, she would bring me back a surprise, and that just has become a thing That's in sweet. our marriage where she'll, like, it, she goes grocery shopping and like bring me back something. And Trader Joe's is a great place for surprises. Oh yeah, yes. yes. there's totally. all those especially great like seasonal their seasonal candies. Yes. Oh yes. And I come back and he's like, "What'd you get me?" <laughs> <laughs> well, what if there are days when you're like, "I didn't get you anything." He's very disappointed. I'm very upset. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, d- I don't feel loved. No. <laughs> I got to go back to that Walgreens. You got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chike, what are Kate's? Uh, so Kate has one very specific one, and it is she loves it when you get her jack-in-the-box egg rolls. Oh. Oh, that is oddly specific. And, and let me tell oh. you. Emphasis on odd. I Don't knock it till you try it. When someone, this is like in my past when people have 
recommended at least food things to me. Sure. And I've had a couple of instances where I've been burned, where someone will like heavily, heavily hype up something and turns out to be a huge disappointment. Sure. And so when she told me about Jack in the Box egg rolls, for one, (laughs) which I'm like, Jack in the Box, what do they do well? They cater to a specific group. They sell tacos for a dollar. I'm like, why would they sell good egg rolls? I've never eaten at Jack in the Box. Let me tell you. Oh, we're going. These are the best egg rolls you will ever have in your life. You have really? to get it with a sweet and sour sauce, okay? Okay. And you okay. have to, and, you, and they're really big egg rolls. So you need like one sauce per roll. Okay. Essentially. Okay. The whole reason why we're doing three podcasts is so we can get sponsored by Jack in the Box. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, hear this Jack in the Box. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who works for Jack in the Box marketing, hook, we'll hook tag him. We'll tag him on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> when we post about this episode, Please. I know it sounds gross, but I'm, do not knock it till you try it. So no, I agree. I'll, I'm gonna. I, okay. Sure. Yeah. And go ahead and do yourself a favor and get the three pack. Okay. Oh, like, yeah. No, they sell them in one and three, and like just get three. just get three. That's and then insane. even if you only eat one or even two, you have a leftover. And then for cheat cake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just will, drive to their house yeah. and just like knock on the door. I'm like, hey, you want this? I got egg you an egg roll. Yeah. I will feel so seen and so loved. No. Well, now I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will see it because. Yeah, but it's okay. definitely her her biggest yeah, one. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy the three pack. Do eat it. one, realize it's trash, and then bring you each Say your you're next. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. That's if so I good. eat them and and it goes well, I will publicly apologize. Yeah, I would actually love to. What if I bring egg rolls to the next recording and on mic we test it out? Yeah, great. Okay, great. Do it. Do it. No, we're close. You're okay. Welcome. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah, because I, I have I have a, a weird feeling that they're actually going to be really really good. So good. They are good. Because Kate doesn't strike me as the person that. We just throw out like any random fast food egg roll and yeah. be like, they're all good. I just love fast food egg rolls. I'm a generally like pretty healthy person. Yeah, she is. I mean, mm. she, she has a podcast about nutrition. Right. But also, <sighs> right. you know, it's all about balance. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Sure. Sometimes you need the Jack in the Box. <laughs> sometimes you need the Jack in the Box egg roll. Like when oh. the girls are like having a tantrum, like screaming in the mm. car, you know? And you're like, mommy's going to Jack I'm in the like, Box. I'm like, I want a Jack in the Box. I deserve it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I can tell and what then, kind of day it's been when yeah. she's going to Jack there's in the Box. Like, you, <laughs> you like open the trash can when you get home, there's Jack in the Box yeah. trash. You're like, oh, no, babe, I'm sorry. And is now forward facing so she can see. She's like, mommy, should I have one? I'm like, nope. Nope. Yeah. It's for mommies. This is for yeah. mommies. This is, this is a special. This is mommy only. Yeah. 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 Yep. They don't make these for kids. They might, they might rot your insides also, yeah. so I don't feel great about feeding to you. Right. I'll eat them. But you. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, also when awesome. she eats them, she's a monster. I am. You just get after I, it. I do. Okay. Yeah. Safe space. I get it. I love that. I get it. Um, is there a story that you like love to tell? A story that like brings a smile to your face every time you have a chance to tell it? Do you want me to go? Oh, please. Okay. I'm excited. Um, so I feel like no one, and this is probably going to be gross for some people, but. Oh, good. A trigger warning. You know. We've already talked talk about photos of poop. I think we're. Yeah. It kind of goes along there. that line, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> so nobody, and correct me if I'm wrong, but sure. nobody's told a birth story on here. Uh, that is accurate. Okay. Here we go. We haven't had many people Put, that have given birth to have a birth story. Yeah. Put your seatbelts on. Okay. Yeah. Buckle up. Buckle up. So with my second. Okay. Um. I had a planned induction at 39 weeks. Okay. And so it was great because I like, you know, we, I got up and did my makeup and I right, I'm picked up cute. Chick-fil-A for the nurses and I was like, I'm having That's a baby kind. today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so go in, do all the things, get IV started. I start Pitocin, which is helps you start having contractions, whatever. Yep. 
Um, and with my first one, I got my epidural a little a little later than I would have in hindsight. It was more <laughs> painful than I would have liked it to be. Sure. Um, so with my second one, I was like, okay, I'm going to get early. And so, you know, you're hooked up. I'm doing monitor. it as soon as they right. offer. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, ma'am, you're not even in labor. I'm like, no. just give me the I drugs. Literally, I saw like a little, you're hooked up to a monitor and you can see if you're having contractions. And I saw like a little, t- I didn't feel anything, but I saw you're like you hiccup a little bit. I was out. like, oh, I was like, that might be a contraction. <laughs> like, you go ahead and call the anesthesiologist. <laughs> you're like, get him down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So didn't feel a dang thing. It was great. So give me the epidural. They're doing the thing where they kind of rotate me around to help me dilate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was hanging out with GK and my mom. And I really thought that I had pooped. And, you know, hindsight. Which you can. Which you can. And with my first daughter. Which is my biggest fear. Right. Just parts <laughs> on the table. Well, with my first daughter, I did poop a lot. Oh. And so with going into my As second. As you were birthing her. Yes. Yeah. Um, going to my second. Yeah. He's, he, he was all up in there. He saw it all. Saw um, the whole thing. God bless Wild. him. God bless him. Wild. So with my, with my second, I was like, this is not going to be a thing. So I tried to like be proactive, clean myself out before, and it didn't work. So what, I was what like. Do you, what do you mean? Like I didn't, I didn't poop before. Oh. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to poop again. Sure. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. During labor. <clears throat> um whatever so you know when i felt like i had pooped i was like dang well here it is you know yeah. whatever Uh-oh. and at this point i'm not ready for Chike to like look to see if i poop <laughs> <laughs> so, but i am ready for my mom too yeah so i was okay. like mom. even though okay keep going <laughs> yeah i don't know man. i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm just there i'm hanging out yeah <laughs> so, i know second I'll, kid yeah, yeah. you don't know what to expect <laughs> I was like, Mom, I was like, I think I pooped. I'm like, I need you to check. Aww. And so she looks, she's like, you didn't. And I'm like, I really need you to look. I'm like, I need you to dig in there. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm like, I'm You're a, like, prove it. I'm a thousand percent sure that I did. But yeah. I haven't, have an epidural. Like, I, I don't have a you lot of know. I can't move my legs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's like, you really didn't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and then the nurse comes in and she's like, don't move. I have pictures of this whole thing. I was like, why? Ada was like halfway out. <gasps> yeah. No yeah. way. I had zero idea. That's how I want to go. It was, That's how I want it to happen. Tell me, let me tell you, 10 out of 10 recommend not trying during labor. It was the easiest, <laughs> easiest thing. She literally, she's like, like, I'm just smoking a dude. She's like ripping open like the labor oh. stuff. And she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, okay, just like do one little like push to get her the like rest cough. of the way out. Yeah. And I did. And she was, and then she was here. I gotta have that. Story. I'm gonna start yeah. praying for. I'm gonna go to that Walgreens Honestly, and I'm gonna pray that that's my birth story. It was the I'll best. give you the address. It was so. <laughs> drop like, in. All the pictures of me, I, my face is just like in shock. I was yeah. like, oh, it's a baby. It's a, my baby that I was here to have. Like, yeah. she, we did it. It was. I, wa- she had gone to the bathroom. Because <laughs> well, with Len, with my first daughter, with yeah. Lennon, I d- it was very normal. Like I pushed for like yeah. 45 minutes and. Sure. It just fell It was hard earned. Like a little noodle. Yeah. It was yeah, great. Sure. Just, I was like, okay, here we are. We have two babies We now. did it. And so I always tell you, I'm like, GK, like, I pushed out two babies for you. He's like, well, he pushed out you one. Pushed one. <laughs> you pushed one. The other fell. Let's the just, other just came out. Let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I can imagine in like the heat of an argument, that would be just the best line. Like, I pushed out two babies. Mm, it's just you one, did actually. It. it comes up more often than you think. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fight much, but when we do, sure. that's, that's one of the that's things that's where that it comes goes. I have to say on Mike also, y'all have the most beautiful kids I've ever seen. Like, low-key, we've been Instagram friends for forever. And before we were even, in my opinion, that tight, I DM'd you way more than was normal or appropriate. (laughs) I'm like, I'm obsessed. I mean, I'm pretty biased, but I think they're pretty cute. They're so beautiful. It wasn't because of me, because I, and I swear up and down, I'm not being modest. I was the world's ugliest baby. No. Oh, I was. Okay. Mm. Well. Well, it, it should be the picture. That well, apparently wrong. that like <laughs> sk- uh, apparently that skips generations, and so yeah, your kids are beautiful. Great. So yeah. good luck to your grandkids. Um, yeah, yeah, honestly. And if they ever hear this, we'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> totally cut I mean, I was a I cute baby. See, totally, he was so cute. I <laughs> I was uh, I won a trophy when I was a baby oh, for, for just being beautiful. Baby of the year. No way. Shut up. In the city of Plano. Well, in Plano, that's saying something because your early reference, yeah, there's, there's yeah, a lot of babies of in babies. Plano. Third place. <laughs> Third. Third place, but still. That is a fun fact. Was that like a legit competition that you had like entered into of like? I have no idea. I don't know. But dude, that's is that just something your mom told you? Like Matthew McConaughey has a story like that where he was a little Mr. Texas. Yeah. But like he actually has a trophy. I had a trophy. Okay. Oh, so like it was like a legit like yeah. you were. You won a trip for the third, third cutest baby. Yeah, I don't know if it was like in the, episode the city right of Plano, but maybe it like was like Plano proper, like in our community. But sure. still, third place. Maybe it was in your parents' small group. <laughs> <laughs> You're the third cutest baby. That could have been it. You know, that's probably more accurate. <laughs> but he still has it. So right. That's awesome. Mantle. Yeah. That's okay. It's that's not really. It's okay. Not. I don't have those trophies anymore. But that's sure. hilarious. Okay, it's wait. in the studio. What's your what's your Favorite story? I don't know if it's my favorite story, but it is a story I, I like telling. So in when I was in grad school at TCU, I was in the jazz band. Okay. And we went on a trip to Cuba back in oh, 2010. Sweet. And this was a time when Cuba was still kind of shut down. Yeah. And we weren't even sure that we were going to go to Cuba. So we go to Cuba uh, because it's an educational trip. We're playing at a jazz festival in Havana, Cuba. And what is the one thing that people love to do when they go to Cuba? They want to get Cuban cigars because yeah. you're in this you're in this country and cigars are kind of contraband. And yeah. Like, why not go do this? So totally. it's me and a few other guys. One of the main guy who wanted to do this his name was Scooter. We okay. called him Scott. <laughs> but his his name, he, he went by Scooter. And so this was like our first night there. And so okay. it's like, I got to go find some cigars. So don't want to have him be alone in a foreign country. Right. So it's me, him and like three other guys. And we're just walking around trying to find cigars. And we come upon one of the locals there and he, he tells us that, Hey, we're just hanging out. And he tells us a place where we can go find cigars. So it takes all of us and already kind of shady because we start going through a back alley. Okay. And then we start going up these weird, creepy looking stairs. And we're like, I don't, know anything about <laughs> what's going on we're in a foreign country right we're being let alone by a local this could be a trap yeah and so we go into this apartment and in this apartment we see a very amounts of people so in the kitchen we see like this really buff guy like cooking he's got a knife in his hand uh. in the kitchen and old guy is sitting in the chair he's watching like some mafia movie and the way it was paused is paused on like a portion where someone had gotten shot or something <laughs> I'm like, this is weird already. Yeah. And then some other 
some other person and then the guy who was selling cigars. And so the local brings us to the guy who's selling cigars. And so Scooter is the guy who is wanting to get him. So he's trying to negotiate and see what he has. And one other thing that happens, like, bro, as, this is not the place to negotiate. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> and so, but with the weirdest part is that as soon as we go in, they close the door behind us. Oh, no. So way. we're all like, oh, this is it. We're going <laughs> to die. This is night one. Yeah. And no one's going to hear from us ever. Again. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're talking about it and I'm like, okay, whatever. And it turns out that Scooter didn't find anything interesting, but you can see kind of the frustration on the local that brought us there and yeah. the guy who was selling the cigars because they're like, well, the local brought us here. This is something that he was sure on. And the yeah. guy selling cigars looks visibly frustrated. And we're all just like, oh, gosh, we're going to die. This is it. And, um, and so turns out that didn't happen, obviously, because I'm here to tell the story. Yeah. Uh, so we leave from that place. And we're like, Scooter, never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> he winds up getting cigars from someone who worked at the hotel later. But, yeah. man, that crazy, crazy story. Yeah, I feel like if you're in Cuba looking for Cuban cigars, like it shouldn't be like that hard. It's not. Yeah. But <laughs> just, he just trusted the first person we met. Hey. <laughs> so. Always dude. goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, dude, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're alive. Man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dude, that, that's awesome. Okay. Last question. As, as you know, the show is called Nowhere Close to Famous. However, if you could be famous for one thing, what would that be? Okay. Am I going? Yep. Um, it's really a toss up between world peace and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i want to be kim kardashian's best friend oh okay yeah because then you don't have to like really deal with all of being famous yeah but you get all the good parts right it's like all the perks right it's like the proximity to fame right but you don't actually have to deal with like right yeah so like i just want to be your best friend and also i love kim kardashian and anybody that tells me otherwise. I don't, even, I don't want to hear it. I think she's the. Obsession. I know. I think she's the best. What do you? What do you love about her? Because because I don't hear that very often. I know, and it's kind of something that I because I started watching. I think I started watching the Kardashians when I was on maternity leave. Okay. Um, and Kim is such like a bad. I don't think I can cuss on this. Sure, but why not? she's such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, she does so. Like she went to law school. She, you know, does so much for, um, like people in prison yeah. and getting those like wrongfully accused or on death row out. I don't know. I'm just really impressed by how much she does when she doesn't have to mm. essentially. Um, and she has four kids and you know, I just think people should give her more credit. Yeah. But anyway, you know, get to hang out with the Kardashian fan, yeah. be, <laughs> be famous on the side. Yeah. Um, no, but in a more real, like actually what I would want to be known for, I guess, is making people feel important mm. and valuable. I feel like when people have that quality, like when you feel that way, it's such a gift. Yeah. And I would love to make people feel like important and valued. That's awesome. Yeah. And be a Kim Kardashian. <laughs> and world peace and cure cancer. And, yeah. You know. All but, of it. You know. Pick one, one of the above. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mine is I would love to be the bass player for Beyonce. Oh, dude. Yeah. What a I'm, gig. It would be the funnest gig in the world just because kind of like the Kim Kardashian thing where you don't have to worry about all the drama, yeah. but you still get the fame. Totally. You still get the, the, the perks of fame without having to deal with all the stuff up front. So get to play bass and tour with Beyonce. So that would be great. Uh, 
Yeah, that's about it. I don't know about world peace <laughs> or anything. Someone the other day gave us a similar answer. It was like, like I'll, I want to be like John Mayer's backup guitar player or something. Yeah. And, and I remember like thinking, I was like, that actually would be so cool to like be on the stage and you get the high of performing for all those people. Right. But then like you just get to go home and live like a normal like not, life. None of the pressure. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's like it doesn't fall on you. You know? Yeah. I'm not the headliner. I get to support and be a part of a great experience. Totally. And then I'm like, hey. And get to like low-key hang, hang out with Beyonce. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Y'all, this has been so fun. It's like literally flown by. Um, it really has. Totally. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. This has been a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is not embellishing. It is I can retire now. I'm done. I'm good. Hang on. We hope that you enjoyed our conversation with Kate and Chike. And if you did, there are many more coming your way just like it. So make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And as always, you can keep up with us on Instagram and you can find us at Nowhere Close to Famous Pod. As always, thanks for tuning in. Stay ordinary.